1: Hello, good evening. welcome to this week's Man on the Post podcast. I'm your host Chris. Uh, with me this week. I've got Justin. Hello, back after a few weeks. You're all right. Yeah, I've been busy, but glad to be back. Well, you're more sunnier than normal. So obviously that you know you can sort of tell the time of the year that we are by how sunny you sort of sat reflected in your front room there. so
2: it, it's true. It would already be deep into the gloaming um, last time I did a pod, but but it's nice and sunny now. it's we're full into spring.
1: Okay. Uh, we've got Jesse. He's shaking
2: his head. You are not even do the impressions, are you? Oh, I'm <laughs> supposed to do the. Yeah, I'm supposed to do the Jesse impression. I, I, I can't. Imp- I can't do an impression of Jesse. There's how's only you, one Jesse. How's your New York Jewish girl accent? It's not good. No. Okay. Well, so not look. The public consumption at all.
1: <laughs> how's your um, How's your Northampton teenager? Because Ryan's here as well.
2: Even worse. Yeah. Even worse. I mean, and I don't have a dungeon from which to be filmed.
1: No, okay. Well, there's no Ryan and no uh, no Jesse. We have got, though, um, we've got a special guest on the show this week. We've got Scott Monroe. How are you doing, Scott? Hi, I am the special guest. You are I'm the very special Very well, thank you. You are the special I'm... one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, that's quite all right. Right. Uh, a couple of questions we always ask new guests. Uh, who's your favourite football team?
0: I've got two. It's Swindon Town and AS Roma. Swindon Town. Yeah. Phil Brown.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah. Not right,
0: isn't it? Yeah, we we we've missed out on the playoffs, so we're in the uh the bottom bottom of the uh the football league for another season.
1: Should you have binned off Mark Cooper all those years ago? No. I know, I did feel quite sorry <laughs> for him.
0: Yeah, me and my dad watched the uh the five five game, the highlights on YouTube the other day, and um yeah, they were the good old times.
1: Yeah. I do you remember them in the Premier League? Justin or yes. either of you yeah. Yeah, oh yeah I did. I mean
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the... Oh yeah. Hundred goals. I got a friend I oh, got a friend, yeah. a goalkeeper friend that was at, was at Swindon for a while. Oh, who was the goalkeeper? Jamie Stevens. Uh, I think oh, no one I may have not remembered that one, no. He was very young then. He went to yeah. Liverpool. He did he signed oh, at okay. Liverpool. Swindon, no. yeah, and then he's at uh, Barnet now. Yeah, they're not looking good either. No, no,
0: they're doomed for the conference, aren't yes. they? Yes. <laughs> oh, Chesterfield are down and they'll probably join them.
1: I once had an argument with my wife about Chesterfield. Uh, I tried... She she and I fell out as we were walking around the town. I tried convincing her that Robbie Fowler was more expi- inspiring than the spirally church there. <laughs> she wasn't having any of it. Um, right, so Swindon Town is one team. Who's your other team?
0: Uh, AS Roma. AS on. Roma. With the, with the smile on your face, I can understand why. <laughs>
1: Right. AS Roma. So that gives us a listeners, as to what we're talking about this week. Right. I've not invited Scott on here just to poke him with a big Liverpool shaped stick. So we're going to be nice. So Champions League earlier on this week, Tuesday night, it was uh, Liverpool 5 Roma 2. Two goals from uh, two non-celebratory goals from Mo Salah. Um, two goals from Bobby Firmino. One from Mane. Uh, Gekko and Perotti responded for Roma. Right. Are you well and truly out of this, Scott, or is this literally just a, uh, you know, you just lost this away leg 2-0? Uh, for,
0: at 5-0, I'd have went, nah, this game's truly done. Liverpool will probably just do a celebratory lap of honour around Rome for 90 <laughs> minutes to win the game. But at 5-2, uh, it's game on. If Roma can beat Barcelona 3-0, uh, they can probably beat Liverpool. But I can't really see Liverpool conceding that much. I could see them scoring. But I can't see it being three now. Well, but it's but it's going to be it's going to be an entertaining tie without doubt.
1: It definitely will be. I mean, perceived wisdom is the fact that Di Francesco played this really really high line, which kind of worked for a bit because you started well, didn't you? And then you had the collar-off mm. shot, which nearly broke Carius's fingers into
2: weak wristed. Weak wristed.
1: Was it weak wristed, yeah. Justin, or was it? Did he get beaten by the flight?
2: It, it, I think it did move on him a little bit, but it was also a strange attempt to save. I, I yeah. think he was fortunate. Yeah. It was like
0: a batsman in cricket yeah. by a, a by a late-in swinger. Yeah.
1: Oh, you like cricket, don't you? Scott? Yes, I do. Yes. Right, Justin, uh, what did you call the Ashes the other week?
2: <laughs> Are we really going to go back to that? <laughs> I, keep in mind I like the Ashes. <laughs> I, know like, yeah. I know you do. <laughs> that's, that's the main thing to take away from that discussion. I enjoy the Ashes.
1: <laughs> he called it an exhibition game.
2: Oh God, no! <laughs> Would he call the same if it was India
0: Pakistan? No. Uh, <laughs> true.
1: true.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't.
1: Uh, so we're not going to blame sort of carriers for that sort of walloping shot on the crossbar. But what went wrong then? For twenty minutes, you were fine, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I think it was that Mane double chance. Yeah, fluffed it. Oh, he should have scored the first one and the second one. Uh, was it? Was it saved by Allison or is it just wide? I can't. I can't remember that. From there, it was just a blur for me. It was just a, a, <laughs> a horrible mess. Um, um, Roman did start well, and I think Liverpool changed their tactics. They just bypassed the midfield and just started playing long balls over the top to the three uh, guys up top. And Gigi Wijnaldum, who came on for oxlade Chamberlain, just basically just was the the runner in, bes- in behind. And he got in so many times. And Roma, two of the Roman centre-backs, uh, literally, my mum can pretty much run quicker than both of them. Fazio was running in treacle, so was Juan Jesus and they just didn't do very well against Pace and as soon as Liverpool went tuning up at half-time you're thinking uh-oh, this could get worse and literally they were relentless up until they took Salah off and then as soon as that happened Roma had a chance and pretty much they took it. Lovren who literally did well against Dzeko for 80 minutes misjudged the ball and then it was five one. A bit of a dodgy penalty. I've asked some friends at work. You said it was a bit dodgy, but
1: oh, I I've think seen them was. given. Yeah. yeah, it
0: was. It a bit dodgy because his arms are a bit close to it. But if if we've seen VAR in Italy, Jesus Christ could see it worse <laughs> in England. Um, but at five two, mm, it's interesting. I was hoping it could get to five three. Uh, Romerad did have a couple of chances near the end.
1: It nearly did, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I think there was a Perotti chance right at the the back post, or no the front post, but if that went in bloody hell, that was that could have been a bit crazy but
1: someone smashed one just over the bar as
0: well, didn't they? I think it might have been Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been Neingale and right near the end. But yeah. first twenty minutes was good, last fifteen, twenty minutes was good, the rest was not not so good and then you hear Di Francesco throwing his players under a bus. I think he got his tactics horribly wrong against a team who likes to play quick counter-attacking football and who likes to press. It feels like he's never watched Liverpool this season at all.
1: But he doesn't seem uh, to think he's got it wrong, does he?
0: Uh, no, I don't. I think he's a very, very stubborn coach. If most, if Glenn Hoddle can see you've got it wrong, <laughs> who which he said on BT Sport quite a lot, I think you've got it wrong. I think most fans see he got, he got it horribly wrong, apart from himself.
1: Uh, Justin, um he was there for two years, Mo Salah. Presumably the players he was playing against on Tuesday have some idea of what sort of player he was like. Could you make them culpable for any of this? Or is this Di Francesco's fault? Yeah,
2: I I, I agree with Scott that, it, that Di Francesco definitely got the approach wrong. Um, you can look at any goal and uh, and and find a defensive deficiency or error. They did stand off him a little bit for the first goal and gave him room to pick his pick his shot but he still has put it right in the top corner i don't think allison made it particularly difficult on him for the second one um rushing out and going down when if you've watched salah at all this season you know he's gonna just have that little chip finish but but i mean i agree with you it's there's been a succession of managers bring their teams to anfield seemingly unaware that you have to play a different way there than almost anywhere else um and and I've I've been critical of of some elements of Liverpool, um, but playing at home, playing Liverpool at Anfield is a completely different animal. And to watch, Pochettino, Guardiola, Di Francesco bring their sides there and think it's and and think that center backs playing square balls to each other across the midfield line is is a good idea with with the numbers of Liverpool players who are literally just hunting the ball. Um, with this relentless energy, as, as Scott said, um, to you know to play a high line, but to, to always want to try to play out of the back. And then, and I say this, and I'm uh, I'm not advocating for this approach, but I always wonder why teams don't foul more at Anfield. Uh, it would be the, it would <laughs> take be take if I brought my side there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I would, my, players would be under instruction that if you take a bad touch, forget about trying to regain control of the ball and completing the pass of whatever idea you'd originally had in mind. It's too late. It's too late. They are on you, and you're in deep, deep trouble as a side. No matter where this happens on the pitch, it doesn't matter where. That's, That's the other thing that makes Liverpool so dangerous as an attacking force at home, is when you have the ball and you're trying to sort of string passes together in front of them, even if it's 30 yards into their half, if someone plays a bad ball or takes a bad touch, it's a matter of seconds, and they're running at you with speed. Um, who, who can track Saudiymani? Really, who can who can stay with him when he's in full flight? Who can take the ball off Salah's foot if he's got a little bit of time and space? You really can't. And I'm so surprised that there's not a more cynical approach. And don't you coach children? I, I say what? You coach children, don't you? I, I do. I do not. <laughs> coach children. I, I, I coach. I, I coach um, academy. Uh, aspiring professionals but is this uh, standard
1: practice is it
2: it was standard <laughs> practice for, for it was standard practice for guardiola's best sides at barcelona to break up counterattacks with fouls and um the last side that had gone to anfield and, and effectively put up a defensive barrier was Mourinho's united and he was roundly slated for it and i tell you he doesn't look so bad now no did um
0: didn't, was it, no, uh, Pardew do it in the FA Cup against for West Brom? Yeah, yeah. they got a 2 didn't
2: yeah.
0: they?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah right. one free two. Well, Yeah, they
1: won 3-2. Gabriel Marcotti on the uh, Totally Galazzo show, Scott, he said that their only real hope is to go 4-4-2 and smash it long to Dzeko.
0: Yeah, and get the big guys up front. Stick Fazio up front, stick... Uh, Strootman up front and just hit long balls I could see Roman just sticking it out wide to the the two wingers of Perotti and Alshara and just going just sling it in to Jacko because he, he's just going to try and beat Lovren all the time in the air It's uh, not a idea is it? No because Kolarov tried to do it quite a lot in the um in the first leg he was trying to play the low balls and he was trying to play the first time crosses but it was just going straight onto Van Dijk's head and it was just getting cleared and Liverpool were just going to try and mop up the ball and try and break again um, mm. But yeah, I could. I, I I agree with Gab. Just just try and just go for West Brom under Pulis <laughs> Just like <laughs> stick it stick it in the mixer. Is he likely to do that though? Uh, no, he'd probably just go four three three and literally just try and go gung ho.
1: Because you had the game the other week. I can't remember who it was you were playing against, but you lost at home to someone, and then he stayed up till sort of four o'clock oh, the next it's... morning, didn't he? And he came yeah, across it's... to four three three, didn't he?
0: Yeah, it's was Fiorentina. Uh, they lost 2-0. Um, we won the goals, literally. Um, Diego Simeone's boy, uh, Cholito Simeone, just literally just barged through the Roman defence and we lost 2-0. I think he stayed up to about 5 in the morning and he went, ah, let's go three in the back against Barcelona. We're literally just going to sit back. And it worked. And they won 3-0. Um, I don't think the three-man defence worked against a team who's literally just playing with three high strikers against a very, very slow defence.
1: I think the team, The thing with the Liverpool team is the three strikers, Salah, Mane and Firmino, uh, they're incredibly selfless, aren't they, Justin? Firmino's mm. got 16 Champions League goals and assists this season, so they work well for each other. They work well as a system. So if you close down Salah, for example, you've still got Firmino and, and Mane to cope with, as well as anything overlapping from Robertson and, uh, and Alexander-Arnold, the other side.
2: Yeah, and I'm glad to see Firmino get, get that recognition um, because he's been the perfect, the, the, the perfect complement to all the glittering um, uh, attacking individuals that Liverpool have had and going back to when Coutinho was there as well. He's always done that selfless work. He's such a great hold-up player, and yet he's also a threat himself if he turns and gets squared up to a defender um, and he's a good finisher. Uh, he, he, he is the perfect complement to the rest of them. Uh, All all the pieces are there for Klopp, and it's it's to his credit. He's assembled this, and he's got them playing the way he wants uh, as an attacking unit. We're still seeing these late-game lapses. It was sort of similar to the City game, um, the League game, if you remember, when they stormed into uh, uh, a—and the game was comfortable, and then suddenly it was 4-3. And I, I wonder if that's just simply a byproduct of the energy they expend closing the ball down when, when they don't have it and winning it back. And uh, 90 minutes is a long time to do that. But um, a- as an a- attacking force, it's hard to find any real consistent way to survive them. Mm. Again, particularly at Anfield, because it's such a poisonous atmosphere for visiting sides now. with Liverpool fans, to their credit... Um, when they, when things are going well they're in the mood and they're loud and, and it's a, it's just an awful place at the moment for anyone to go to and try to get a result Mo um, Salah's
1: got 43 in 48 for Liverpool uh, he's, he's averaging a goal every 87 minutes uh, you said this before in this podcast and the book economics would suggest that we sell him in the summer because he's unless he has a diff- <laughs> he may well have a difficult second season
2: um, should we sell him no, no, no! Don't. I, I think you—that uh, certainly wasn't the impression I meant to give. I just, my point was that he's become—he's had such a brilliant year that unfortunately there are, there are, well, fortunately or not, but but um, there will be big money clubs. You know, there are big money clubs now who make signings, not which are not necessarily what their side actually needs, but because this is what they do now, they satisfy, they try to satisfy the supporter base with a shiny new toy every year, and, and he's made himself the shiny toy of the Premier League. Um, so when you think about a PSG or, or even Real Madrid, a lot of their signings seem to be dictated by that rather than you know, what, what the side might actually need the most. Um, so even a side that already has all the attacking talent in the world, he's, he's obviously drawn the attention of all of them. No, by no means should should Liverpool sell him. They may be forced to some year... Soon, but I don't think he's going anywhere this summer. No,
1: good, that's the right answer. Phew. Uh, James Milner's got nine assists in the Champions League. That's the most this season. He's got. Uh, he's going to fill that Alex Oxlade Chamberlain shaped hole in the midfield,
2: apparently, for England. The
1: Gareth Southgate wants to call him up again.
2: Yeah, I know you love. I know you love James Milner. And <laughs> does do good work. I, I I I feel like a uh, man shaped bag of. Dry cornstalk could get assists in that Liverpool side side right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Just by yes. virtue of being on the pitch at the same time with the rest of them, yeah. It's bound a ricochet off your knee, and someone will finish it. <laughs> and, just, and just to think, you've got Naby Keita to come and start
0: midfield next season. Oh yes, it's true.
1: My only concern about all that is we've got uh, Emre Can probably leaving.
0: Yeah, there's um, he's out of contract, and I think me and you, Chris, have spoken on uh, on social media a couple of times saying that it's a bad move and um, Juventus and I think a couple of other clubs are um, circling him around Bayern Bayern really mm.
1: yeah um, yes it would be a terrible travesty for him to go but either he's demanding too much which I think is what is happening um, or Klopp just doesn't see him in his plans but I think yeah I think he's demanding what he feels he is worth and could get elsewhere I think is what's what's happening there Um Scenes from outside the stadium uh, The day before were very sweet And very uh, Very poignant indeed As the Roma players gathered round to the Hillsborough Memorial um, Less so the following day With the Roma fans uh, And the poor gentleman being attacked there Um, Should we be surprised by that Scott, you've been to Rome uh, You've been to watch quite a few Roma games Do you feel that Liverpool fans Got anything to worry about next week Have you ever faced anything like that yourself Out there?
0: No, not really, um, I, I tend to stay close to the ground, there is a couple of hot spots around outside the ground where I think trouble was hit in the past, I'm not surprised where Roma have got a bit of a chequered past with um, with their f- travelling fans, I think there's been incidents against uh, Manchester United, there was an incident a couple of years ago with CSKA, uh, Moscow fans in, actually in the Stadio Olimpico where it, it got very very tasty. Um, what I've read and what I've heard it was uh, most I think the majority of the Roma fans were already in the stadium a few hours before kick-off and these travelling fans didn't have tickets and I heard they may have bought some off tickets out and then were looking to go on a bit of a rampage and what they do is they, they attack people with their their belts which is well known in Italy and um, I've seen some of the videos on social media and it's quite harrowing and it's, it's a very sad sight to see and I just hope he pulls through mm.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's pretty awful. And uh, Colin Muffin from the Daily Express has been suspended. Who's seen that?
0: Oh, no. What's he, what's he done?
1: Uh, no. He, no, he tried to... He wrote a column where he tried to pin some of the blame on this on Liverpool fans and invoking uh, Heysel and in Hillsborough. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, never a great no, idea. No. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has said of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and his injury, uh, we will wait for him like a good wife waits for a man in prison.
2: Yeah, he's had uh in the last month or so he's had some, some crackers that I've enjoyed. I, I think he may have I don't know that he hit the mark quite on that one, but um he's always always good for that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um I think, I think his singer his singer girlfriend will keep him company. Um the one of them from Little Mix will keep him company for his injury. For so Jürgen? Uh, no, Alex Osay Chamberlain.
1: <laughs> <should have> <laughs> Not Jurgen Klopp, who's happily married with daughters. No. <gasps> I was gonna say. Um, no. <laughs> which one from Little Mix?
0: Uh is it is it is it Perry Edwards, I think it is, or something like that. I see I saw one of his Instagram videos last week, my friend at work was telling me about it as well.
1: Oh really? I don't like yeah. Little Mix. <laughs> I was always a girls aloud fan. <laughs> You're
0: sharing your age now.
1: Yeah, I know, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Okay, well, uh, elsewhere in Europe this week, there was uh, Bayern 1, Real Madrid 2, Joshua Kimmich, and then Marcelo and Asensio. Real Madrid win this with a 39.7% possession um, stat. Uh, This isn't quite the Zidane Zidane as a player, is it, Justin? um, It's not quite the free-flown that he was known for.
2: No, but it's a tremendous result. and Mm. It's just what they do in the Champions League. This iteration of of Madrid have, have found a way to be um, just deadly uh, in knockout stages and very frequently driven by Cristiano Ronaldo goals and not this time. Um, and they didn't get off to the best start and they conceded. Not a very good goal, but again, it, it doesn't seem to matter. So yeah, as you say, they didn't have the ball, um, but they're very dangerous when they do get it. And um, the classic sucker punch against the run of play winner.
1: Yeah, they're a, they're a bit unlucky with injuries though, haven't they, uh, Scott? Uh, Maui Noya, Alaba, uh, Vidal, Kingsley Common, uh, Robin, and, uh, not George Boateng, Jerome Boateng, injured during the <laughs> George game. George <laughs> Boateng. I swear i just write the surnames, and i just get completely confused about which one it might be. Uh, yeah, Jerome Boateng were injured during the game as well, weren't they? I think, is Boateng a possibility, though, for next week?
0: Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen any reports. That's pretty much a spiny your team, though, isn't it? That's an awful
1: lot of first-team yeah. players, is huh?
2: Yeah, it'd be tough for anybody to bear the loss of, I would say, just Vidal and Neuer, um, throw Boateng in. I I would be surprised if he was ready for next week. It looked like a hamstring, and those are notoriously good for three weeks. Um, So I'd be surprised to see him. You don't want to come back
0: to that. You don't want to come back too early from a a hamstring. Right. Because that could be two months, three months out Mm -hmm. afterwards.
1: Well, I remember Diego Costa in the Champions League final three, four years ago. Yeah.
0: Yes, came back too early and I think he pretty much screwed up his summer.
1: Yeah, 50 days to the World Cup, gents. um, I'm sure he's got that ticked on his calendar, hasn't he? Um, The 150th Champions League win for Real Madrid. Are they going to get... They they can't win it three years in a row, can they?
2: I expect they will. I think think, they're the favourites. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, uh, let me just, as a Liverpool fan, let me tell you this if for whatever reason this was a two legged final i would make liverpool favourites yeah so but it's not it's a neutral site and um madrid are just so experienced and so there's not one yet i'm just saying I've, I've, they're favourites but i mean bayern if anybody can overturn that it, it's only a, a one goal deficit you know it's it's bayern but um i do think madrid will get it done
1: but i get the feeling this isn't a particularly great real madrid team i mean they're all individually excellent players but it, it, you think back to sort of the champions league team that won in ninety eight and was it two thousand they won in um and maybe even even just a couple of years ago they see much better teams than, than this one now
2: well they're quite a bit adrift in the league mm. um so you know by that metric you're onto to something um but i mean it, it, the champions league is never ha hasn't always been won by, you know, um, really dominant sides. There have been those teams that have won it, but there's been the sort of sixth place Chelsea in, in penalties, winners as well. So um, there's, they may be as good as they need to be.
1: Very mm. wonderful. Uh, also in Europe as well, we got the Europa League yesterday, which was Arsenal won, Atletico Madrid won, uh, Alexandre Lacazette scored, Antoine Griezmann equalised some rather oh, iffy Koscielny defended. Didn't he kick the ball into his own face or something?
0: it looked like it didn't it? and then um, Mustafi slipped which always is quite funny seeing the defender slip trying to trying to clear the ball good celebration by Griezmann and mm-hmm. the Aleti fans in your end absolutely adored it yeah there was a, a lot of jumping going around
1: he's got that hair shawl sure. he looks you know I'm, I hate to go all Garth Crooks and everything but <laughs> it's just I just didn't particularly like that hairstyle of his that's all It was nothing to do with him as a player I just think um, he looks a lot better now
0: yeah, he's one hell of a player. Um, I can't see him at Atleti next season at all.
1: But that's been going around for quite a bit, hasn't he? Where do you see him?
0: Uh, Barcelona. Really? Yeah. I could see him if. The only downside is because they've got Dembele as well, and that is a, a, a fearsome front free, and add Griezmann to that, that could be a bit tasty. Yeah. But if that doesn't go through, can anyone in England afford him?
1: Uh, I suppose with our Sky money, we could, couldn't we?
2: Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the, the problem is wages. Uh, you yeah. know, City or United would, would outspend you on the wages, so it make, I think that would be difficult. But I, I agree with Scott. It looks like Barcelona. They, they've expressed interest. Guillem Balague seems to feel that's where he's going. Okay. I pronounce that... I, I think we all pronounce that name differently.
1: <laughs> Jesse <laughs> will no doubt correct us at some point. Um yeah. Wenger called it the worst possible result. Uh all the fun happened in the first ten minutes though. Didn't it see so me uh, oh crikey, how on earth are you how'd For, you sa- guys? for Something like
0: that. X uh, he played for Sassuolo Um I didn't actually see the first bit. I was doing some stuff for the An- Anfield Index yesterday with um with Andy and the guys. Um what did he actually get sent off, off for in Was it two
1: dodgy yellow cards? I don't think they were dodgy. I think they were both correct decisions, weren't they? Didn't they uh, yeah, in your head? I, I, I think <laughs> oh,
2: you the won. only, yeah, the only element of controversy is the first booking was in the second minute, and and there's that strange opinion that you, sh- you a player should get a free one essentially and and not be booked um, for an early challenge like that. But I something, thought it was a possible offense.
1: Something Howard Webb agrees with in his book.
2: Yeah. I mean, a booking is a warning. I don't know that you get a warning for a warning. So, uh, but the second one, he's, he stood quite firmly on his on his ankle, and then wasn't in a hurry to get the foot out of there either. He no. Sort of, it wasn't a stamping, but it was it was careless and reckless, and um, you can't bring your foot down on somebody like that. So, yeah. but yeah, but
1: Howard Webb does say that you know you do referee the game differently in the first ten minutes than you would do elsewhere. But, you know, you don't get, get, it. you don't get fun like Diego Simeone waving his arms around and getting sent off then, do you? Right, right. true. I did tweet, though, that um, playing Atletico Madrid 10 v 11 is probably the worst team you would want to play 10 v 11, though.
2: They're just a terrible matchup for Arsenal uh, all across the board in every way. I mean, they're, they're almost the polar opposite in, in the approach and the competence, and the defending and the the individual work rate and discipline uh, and the managerial intensity, like, in all all aspects, with some of those things being in Arsenal's favor, mm. but many of them being in, in, in Atletico's favor. And, and they've conceded, if I, I, I saw this stat yesterday and tweeted it in disbelief, four goals at home all season. Um, really? And so Arsenal go there. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, they're on 11 consecutive clean sheets at home and four allowed... Jesus. All season in the league, which began in August. Hmm. Uh,
1: wow.
2: Yeah. So, that's, so all, Arsenal, that's all competitions, is it? Yeah, or it may just be the league. I'm not sure, but I think it is all, all competitions. It's 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 staggering. Um, it's very hard to see Arsenal overturning that. But the only reason maybe that, that they could, you know, the, the problem I see for Roma with, with overturning their deficit is that Liverpool will probably score um in that return leg and so it makes their task even greater but it atletico may not score you know as as brilliant as as griezmann is they they uh well they they have to score but i mean they may not they may not you know they may not uh they may not. they're unlikely to overwhelm arsenal with goals they, they may suffocate them hmm. um, and constrict them and restrict their attacking moves, but they're not likely to put the game to bed by halftime, if that makes sense. And so it's, that tie is still on, it, but, but it's certainly a bad result for Arsenal.
1: We all want Fernando Torres with a trophy, though, don't we? Oh, God, yes.
0: <laughs> I want to see him score in his final game for Atletico in the uh, in the Wanda.
1: I imagine that. Last minute, one-on-one, through against... Is it Steve, Steve Mandowner in goal for Marseille? Yes. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to see that? Um, right, okay, so what else have we got? We've got uh, the championship this weekend as well, because it's all coming to a head there. Derby beat Cardiff 3-1 in midweek, so Derby leapfrogged Millwall uh, into the last playoff position. Um, Cardiff, though, do stay second. They, Millwall are, uh, sorry, Fulham are currently playing Sunderland and are currently drawing 1-1. So, um, Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, we have got Fulham versus yeah Fulham versus Sunderland. What's on now? Uh, Sunderland, of course, already relegated. Uh, Aston Villa in fourth versus Derby in sixth, and then you've got Middlesbrough versus who are fifth versus Millwall. So come quarter to five tomorrow night, Scott. This could all look a whole lot different, couldn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's getting tasty at the top. I watched the uh, the Fulham Millwall game last week, and um, Fulham played one of the best halves of football I've ever seen this season. That's good it was, yeah. I think that, uh, was it Kevin MacDonald, the ex-Wolves player, scored an absolute worldie and a half. Yes. He uh, Shimmied one player and absolutely spanked it in the top corner. Um, I think the Championship is one of the most underrated leagues in Europe at the moment. Apart from Wolves literally walking... Just walking away with it, with all the money they've spent. When well, you've seen results, you see Burton going up to Sunderland and winning 2-1 and literally relegating them. But yeah, it's it, it looks tight. It's going to go down to the end, of the end of the season. And I just hope Cardiff don't go up because I despise Neil
1: Warnock. Well, I live down in Cornwall, so Neil Warnock, whatever he manages a team, because he's got a second home down here, he brings that team down here. So ah,
0: pre-season.
1: Pre-season, he's brought QPR down. He's brought Leeds down, and you know, I'm quite happy for Cardiff to go up because it means that you know he'll bring some better players down. (laughs) Fair enough, but that's a very selfish sort of way of looking at it. (laughs) Plus, we could have a um, Cardiff Swansea Premier League game again.
0: Yeah, that could be tasty. Was it a couple of half eleven kickoffs the last time? They probably need to be on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No Uh, alcohol. No alcohol. No alcohol before the game.
1: No, you'd have to kick off incredibly early for that one. I I remember watching Football's Hardest Away days once and it showed a load of Swansea fans who woke up, had a full English, drank about 15 pints in a minibus on the way to Notts County and got thrown out the moment they got in there. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, I can imagine it being great fun. Um, Other bits and bobs of news. So stop me, guys, when you want to talk about anything here. Uh, Justin, on your side of the pond, Chivas beat Toronto um, to win the CONCACAF
2: Champions League. Is that right? That is correct. They beat them in penalties. Toronto had an absolute sitter in added time at the end of the game, and then somebody blazed over from about eight yards, and then the inevitable failure in penalties came. Has it always been Mexican teams that have won the, um... I think almost exclusively. uh, it, It might be that, um, Costa Rican side may have won it one year, but, um... MLS sides have never been able to get across the line and this is the best chance they've, they've, they've had mm. um, and and Toronto yeah. could not do it.
1: they got some good players Toronto they do they've got Giovinco they've got uh, Gregory van der Veel Marco Bradley, Bradley, Bradley yeah. yep Dozy Altidore yes <laughs> Uh, Fulham and Jacksonville Jaguars owner Shahi Khan could buy a Wembley Stadium for up to £900 million. Scott, how do you feel about this? Your home and your heritage of your great national team is being swooped from under your feet.
0: Oh, as I'm part Scottish, it's up, up <laughs> north. Yeah, my dad's side of family is Scottish and I think he beat it into me when I was a youngster. Yeah, I think it's a good move because um, Wembley never sells out anyway for England games and especially the ticketing for FA Cup tickets for the final which look absolutely ridiculous i think it's a good move and a wise move and it'd be interesting to see what happens i imagine there'd be quite a few nfl games going down there as well
1: is that a good thing or a bad thing
0: it probably be a good thing for nfl to brand, go brand their their sport into to the uk because I, I gather there's quite a lot of uk fans who, who watch the sport mm-hmm. um I, it can't be a bad thing
1: I've never been one for a national stadium, anyway. Particularly one stuck right down in the southeast of the country. If we were going to have one, it should be in Birmingham or Coventry or something. Mm. So, I'm very sort of sat on the fence on this. I'm not bothered particularly at all.
0: Do you think Villa Park should have been like a the ideal situation for a, a national team stadium, or an, somewhere like the hub to play national team games?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you are going to have one, you should have one in yeah, sort of in within the Midlands. Mm. Definitely, or oh, failing that, um, Truro, which is just very convenient for <laughs> me, I'm just down the road. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be great. Although they are going to build a stadium down here, so um, for Truro City, so that would be great. Uh, Justin, Donald Trump, really? Yeah, yeah. he's back in the twenty twenty six bid, and he said shame on others if they don't support the you know, the American bid, and you know that the America supports these shithole countries in the united nations so why yeah. shouldn't they support him
2: yeah so the, so that it's already been determined that that tweet is in breach of of bid regulations you're not supposed <laughs> to um you're not supposed to have heads of state or or politicians um make, making public you know uh, uh proclamations about why or why they should should get a bid um but it's actually only the fourth strangest thing he's tweeted today, so. Um. <laughs> yeah, the vote's in June, isn't it, in Moscow?
1: That can only go yeah. well, can't it? They can't, you Was know, that? that can only go well, can't it?
2: Yeah. yeah. Everything in relation to, to Moscow, so, you know, Russia, and, and Trump is, has gone well lately.
1: I like this new documentary that's on TV at the moment called Homeland, don't you? Yes, <laughs> uh, Stevie G to Rangers. Anyone have got an opinion on that?
0: Can't see it happening. Not at all. No. Why would he? Why would he leave Liverpool Academy side to go manage? No disrespect to Rangers and their supporters, like the second or third best team in Scotland. Why would he do it? I'm not being
1: funny, but. He's an absolute novice, isn't he, when it comes to coaching and managerial experience? And you're taking one of the two, arguably the two biggest teams in Scotland. Why would they want to appoint someone like that? You know, what sort of walk of life would, um, you know, you wouldn't get sort of Goldman Sachs going out and appointing a, a, a trainee accountant as their chief exec, would you?
0: Not at all. No, it's just it, it's. I know he's on their shortlist, so. Mm uh speaking uh listening to ali mccoyst on talk sport this morning with alan brazil i, I don't know why i did that. <laughs> what was uh, that we listened to that for <laughs> uh i i may have got a lift in with my dad to work this morning who may have put had it on on the radio and he said I, I i can't see it happening i tend to agree with the guys what they said it's just like why would he leave liverpool to go to to rangers no disrespect but he's Doing well with the academy side and going up to Rangers, who have been struggling this season, the last couple of years in Scotland, it'd be not a very wise
2: move at all. Yeah. Um, Justin, are you? Yeah, I, I, I hope he doesn't do it because I, I'm, I've been impressed with the route he's taken. It's not easy work mm. what he's chosen to do. He, he could just do the Sky stuff and the, the, the you know the pundit things and make a load of money, but he he clearly wants to do this seriously, and so he's started in the right way, and I, I hope he doesn't jump from that to a job like Rangers, where th- there is no easy way back for Rangers yet. Th- they still are very much um, far, far, far behind where Celtic are right now, and so he's. Um, I, I would like to see him continue to learn his trade you know, at the academy level. It takes it very seriously.
1: I mean, he's in seven days a week, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I, and again, I'm
2: impressed by that. And I, I hope he keeps doing that because that's the right way. That's the right thing. Mm. And, and and sort of start gradually moving up the ladder rather than to jump to somebody's first team like that. Um, are we all feeling for Harry Kane this week in his bullying?
0: <laughs> As it was a Swinning defender who made the joke at the PFA Awards? No. Oh, it's good. a bit tedious. It's a bit tedious. It's like... You'd Like you're back at school and said, Miss, he said
1: something about me. <laughs> it is a little bit like that. I mean, yeah. I can't believe it, for any minute this is helping Harry Kane.
0: No, it's, it's just making it feel a bit worse. I haven't seen the goal in question. Um, did it, did he actually touch it at all or not?
2: <laughs> he must have grazed his shoulder terribly. <laughs> I see at best, going, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's At best, it's just grazed a thread on the side of his shoulder. Um, but it doesn't... Doesn't look like it, but they must have seen something to give it to him. Yeah. But it's
0: safe to say, I think it's Salah's award anyway, unless he doesn't play in the remaining games.
1: I mean, if you think about it, Harry Kane's done it over eight months instead of nine because he never scores in August. Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have we got? We've got goats on the pitch in Sudan uh, in the top of the table flight between Al Shorter and Al Hilal. Um, Besiktas are refusing to play the final 32 minutes of their abandoned game versus Fenerbahce which is called off for crowd trouble um,
2: crowd trouble in Turkey yeah who would have yeah. thought that uh,
1: there is an amazing winner scored for Rosenberg in a 1-0 victory versus Lillstrom in the Norwegian Cup who scored that goal was it Lord Bentner it was Lord Bentner have you seen it I haven't seen seen it, it. no. no. If you go on the 442 website and get a chance to have a look, it's fantastic. Um, Tony Adams could be the manager of Singapore. Uh, That's a career that's going well, isn't it? Mm. Terrible player, or excellent players, do tend to have terrible managerial careers, don't they?
2: Well, I mean, because a lot of times they go about it the wrong way. A lot of times they're appointed to jobs because of their celebrity, because of their stature as a player. So you, you wonder why Rangers would want to do it. Well, because... It puts them in the news cycle immediately. If they were, to, if, if if Stevie G were to go there, it's a big splash. It's a it's a momentous move. It's, um, but what it isn't is necessarily uh, the right move. Uh, and so yeah, I've got a lot of ex players. A lot of players get positions because of who they are. Gary Neville going to uh, Spain because he knows the owner. Um, wasn't the right move and you know a lot a lot of examples of that yeah
1: yeah I, 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 things like this I always think of Brian Robson at Middlesbrough
2: yeah
1: uh, oh speaking of Stephen Gerrard it's four years today since that slip oh yeah
0: I saw that someone tweeted that out
2: yeah Ugh. you know what I always think when I, I, mean, I, I god I hate my inability to let things go but he had missed the ball anyway before he slipped I, I always want to point that out he he'd let it roll under his foot but the slip didn't help but the ball was gone. Demba Ba was off. Oh, I feel better now. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, what else have we got? Uh, Andrew Iniesta is retiring or leaving Barcelona yeah, at the end of the season, which is incredibly uh, sad.
2: That's it's very sad, there. and I think it, if I fear it'll get even a little bit sadder because he's not, not retiring. I think he's going to go somewhere that you, and, and you know, yeah, get get his own private island and that sort of thing. Yeah, he must, be able,
1: to for, he must be able to afford an island of some sort at the minute.
2: Yeah, I I, I always wonder that. I mean, the players that go to the Chinese Super League for that incredible payday, where they are already very, very wealthy, but I think that puts them into territory where they could start their own academy, um, you know, just do do the kind of... Have have the funds and the impact to then do the kind of thing that that you see, like... uh, I don't know. Like Andre Agassi started a school and mm. has run this school for the last 15 years, and it's this massive school and it's very successful and everything. And so, um, and you see like tennis players do. Federer and Nadal both have their own academies, and you, you see footballers that get that kind of payday. Mm. Or, or a good example, what, what, what we spoke about earlier about um, when um, and now I have forgotten his name went went back to estudiantes and. and yeah, we'll Saber Veran rebuilt their academy, so maybe it's that kind of thing. Maybe it'll all be toward a greater purpose. Yeah.
1: the uh, Copa Libertadores this week. Uh the referee blew just as Flamengo were through on goal. Um Flamengo scored, the Santa Fe uh, defence stopped and um it being the Copa Libertadores that went down very well. Uh <laughs> Fight. And- fight, fight. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And then Leeds are off to tour Myanmar. Uh, having um, called out Wolves and George Mendez for their sort of moral ambiguities, um, Leeds have decided to go and tour Myanmar. It, believe it's it very important. Might... Yeah, they believe it might bring some sort of peace or happiness to the area. I can't quite see that myself. though. Eh? No, I don't think anyone can. No. Uh, right, games going on around different leagues this week. Uh, speaking of Turkey, it is uh, Galatasaray Besiktas, another quite local affair. There, um, they're the top two that are playing each other. Galatasaray on sixty three, Besiktas on sixty two, uh, level on points with third place Basakashir. Um We think that's the team that Emmanuel Adebayor and Robert you know, Embry, that he's played for Newcastle. That's where yes. they're both at. Yeah. Uh, Germany of course is wrapped up with Bayern Munich at the top um, but you've got Schalke on second place on 56 then Dortmund 54 and Leverkusen on 51 take up the Champions League places Um, so Werder Bremen are playing Dortmund and you've got other games you've got Hoffenheim in fifth place uh, are playing uh, Hanover, and you've also got Ripple Leipzig are away at Mainz as well they're all chasing the Champions League places very close for the Champions League places Scott Yes. Italy.
0: Derby d'Italia. Derby d'Italia. It's going to be be tasty Saturday night, isn't it?
1: This is all set up for Napoli to win the league because Juventus are topped by a point ahead of Napoli. Um, And to win the league, Juventus have got to play. uh, They've got to play away in the San Siro, away at the Stadio versus you guys. Napoli have got to play Fiorentina and Torino, who both hate Juventus.
0: Yeah, it's all looking up for a, uh, a Napoli fairy tale, and yeah. also it's um, the race for third as well is looking quite tasty. There's a, a nice little triple threat going along, and uh, Inter uh, along with that, it's the two Roman clubs and Inter who literally there's one point between them. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for a draw. Um, Roma are playing two hours before that. They got Kiev at home, which I hopefully they can just rest a few players and get through that. A bit lightly.
1: Well, they're fighting for their lives, Kiev. aren't they?
0: Yeah, the, the relegation battle was a bit tasty as well. No, sadly, sadly, Benevento got relegated after winning in Milan, which was unexpected. They've taken four points off AC <laughs> Milan this season, which is <laughs> unreal. And after a goalkeeper score a, for them in December, yeah, you got Verona, Crotone, Spao, Kievo and... Udinese, who are absolutely on free for all. I think they've lost 11 in a row. They have, haven't they? Yeah, Massimo Ardo, who was doing a brilliant job just before, uh, up to about February or March, and they've literally just gone completely downhill since.
1: Was he the you know, one I, who I, Joey Barton punched in the face in Man No, that was Usman Dabo, wasn't it?
0: That was Usman Dabo, yeah. Ardo, yeah. um, I've uh, I heard he's been sacked, and uh, they brought in. Uh, it's not Stramachoni, it's someone else. But yeah. I, that's not looking good. So, in Seriana season, it's looking quite tasty all, all the way around.
1: It is, yeah. It's this, this is it's not quite the boring league that people suggested it was. I do hope Grattoni stay up, actually.
0: Yeah, it was second year in a row after last season. That was a miracle and a half, um, beating Lazio on the last day of the season. And then uh, Davide Nicole saying, yeah, I'll go on a bike ride. Uh, I'll ride all the way to Turin after surviving.
1: It was great, wasn't it? Because you've got the... Um... Ah, oh, you got the Empoli game on the other side, have not you?
0: Yeah, yeah. There was it was an Empoli Palermo, I think it was. Yes, they it both that... went down, didn't they? Yeah, they both went down. I was actually in Rome for the Roma Genoa game, and I was seeing it all happening afterwards, and that was it was a bit tasty.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, what else have we got? Right, France uh, PSG obviously topped by twenty points to Monaco. who seemed to have fallen off a cliff a bit, allowing. Uh Leon and uh who take up the last Champions League place so are only a point behind Monaco and Marseille are also just a point behind on goal difference to uh, to sort of close up so Marseille are way to Angers. Leon at home to Nantes. and Monaco are home to um Amiens. Now a lot of people are saying Leonardo Jardin to Arsenal aren't they Yeah yes. I, I would go it's with that instrument. yeah yeah um,
0: I've heard Luis Enrique um our favourite Spanish Spanish guy Guillain Balaguer is Touted that
1: out. Is he? He's generally in the know with these things, isn't he? Allegedly, so. <laughs> <laughs> Much as he likes to say he is. Yeah. Uh, no, have you heard Football Weekly this week or Football Weekly Extra? Have you heard? I haven't. No. Okay, because Palabandini talks about Enrique's time at Roma um, and how he, just, you know, he was quite sort of maligned at his time at Roma, and, and players like Daniel De Rossi have come out and said since that he sort of gave them the kick up the arse and said there's no favours for you guys and gave them a bit of tough love. and maybe that's a little bit of what Arsenal need.
0: I could see that. Um, I could see that with... Um, excuse me, I'm sorry, I was drinking there. Um, <laughs> they could see that with Diego Simeone if that happens but my money's probably either on Carlo Ancelotti for that job. Cuddly Carlo. Yeah. Which is not, not a bad idea. Arteta's been mentioned a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, because he's... Um, Pep's right-hand man, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but can you imagine? Uh, I think I think um, you've got quite a thin-skinned boardroom there. So you imagine someone like Simeone or Enrique in that boardroom? It's not going to—they're not going to want that, are they?
0: No, it's not going to go down well. I'm, I know it's on Justin's side, but Patrick Vieira's name's
2: been mentioned. He's been doing a good job in New York. He has, yeah. How are they getting on? They—they're they, well. It's early in the MLS season, but they were they were top of the league um, for at least a little while. I so saw they got beat pretty soundly in Portland the other night, but um, he's done a good job there. He's 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 developed a team with an identity, which you can't say about three quarters of the sides in MLS. So that's that's doing something.
1: Okay, uh, Scotland is Celtic versus Rangers. Um, this was a game that's supposed to be played last week. Has anyone heard this story?
0: Yes, they uh, they didn't want Celtic to win the title against Rangers, so they decided to play against Hibs. And what happened on Sunday? Celtic <laughs> lost the Hibs, so so Celtic can win the title this weekend against Rangers.
2: Brilliant! I love I love that kind of irony where a, an action is taken in order to prevent a specific outcome, and that outcome happens anyway.
1: Well, a guy at work has suggested that maybe Celtic lost that game on purpose last week just to lift it this week.
0: They
1: take a bribe. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they needed to take a bribe. I think this is just trolling, I think. <laughs> uh, right, Portugal, you've got Benfica second on 77 points. Porto top on 79. Um, Porto play Maritima. Benfica play Tondera. Uh, the A-League. Who's seen the A-League this week? We're big on the A-League in
2: this podcast. I saw the goal. Yeah. I, I saw I the goal. Go. I, I don't know what to call that. I mean, some people are calling it a scorpion kick, but it's not the kind that we've seen... In recent years, where it's a, a sort of forward-flying, it's it's just a heel flick, I would say, but it's from the top of the box. It's pretty pretty remarkable.
1: Insigne did this the other week, didn't it? Was it Lorenzo Insigne that did that?
2: Uh, yeah, Did it, it didn't go
0: in, though, did it? Right. I, I, yeah, Yeah. he then it, finished sh- it. He tried him. it, yeah, something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. Did this guy mean it? That's this guy. Riley, <sighs> Riley McGree, what was his name?
0: I know it's seen that someone's hacked his Wikipedia page. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> called, it, called it the Rene Hegita scorpion kick.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that was Newcastle Jets beating Melbourne City two-one. Bruno Fornaroli scored the uh, the Melbourne City goal. So it's a shame Jesse's not on again. We wait all season. I go all season. I go waiting for a Penarol National game, and, and um, she's off the week that it finally happens. Justin. Um Tomorrow's a big blue derby, so that's Sydney FC versus Melbourne Victory. Anyone got any uh, preferences on that one?
2: Sadly, no. Right. I got a Melbourne victory top, so I'd like to see them win. Have you? Yeah, I do. How, oh, brilliant! Wasn't this from this season? Uh, no, it's from a couple of seasons ago. Someone just sent it to me. It was one of those things where I I just tweeted, "haven't seen a good save or something," and I and, and I just mentioned that I was watching the game, and you you run across people sometimes that are that are so eager for their club to be loved and appreciated that they'll just give you things. So this guy sent me a Melbourne victory top. That's
1: superb. So MLS and A-League have got some quite good kits, haven't they?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're not, you, you, and you know why? They're not burdened by history. So they, they've they got the, the, you know, they, they can start from a fresh template and come up with something. Now, because of that, there are some dreadful ones too. There's some absolutely awful kits in MLS, but there are some good ones because they've been able to to sort of start, um, start fresh. Mm.
1: Okay. Uh, right. Well, let's talk about the Premier League action that's going on this weekend. First of all, we will start on the Arsene Wenger farewell tour as it reaches Manchester on the Frank Stapleton derby. Um, The specialist in failure is going to be coming up against a man who was paying him an awful lot of respect when he said that.
2: Yeah, I mean, is there a Premier League game that matters at this point anymore? Unfortunately, there are gaps. You know, the the, the title's decided and there are gaps. Between four and five, and between the bottom three and the ones above them, that could still change. But
1: um, well, for the sake I of guess this,
2: this, I guess this is all we have left to look forward to. Is is your last chance to sort of see Arsene Wenger at Arsenal?
1: For the sake of promoting a podcast for the next month, I'd say there's an awful lot to play for.
2: You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
1: Sorry No, there is relegation to play for. I still think, I don't quite think that's an open and shut case. But I'd only sort of mention Man United-Arsenal because they're, you know, those two big teams playing each other this weekend. But um, this has been the scene of some of Wenger's greatest triumphs and greatest tragedies. I mean, you think about the fact that they won the league here twice. Did they win the league here but then you've also got Pete Sigate and him being sent to the stands and waving his arms out wide and the 8-2 that they lost and all that sort of thing. So it's quite a poignant scene for Wenger, this, isn't
0: it? Yeah, they, didn't win the they won the league there twice. That 8-2 game where he got sent off, I think that's the best picture of Wenger I've seen in a long while where he's standing <laughs> on where the, I think where the dugout is and he's got his yep. arms out wide. I and mean, that's, that's probably the best picture of Wenger. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good ground for him, but over the past five or six years you've also got when they got Wallop 6-1. I
1: yeah, he goes Stefanovs.
0: Yeah, were not they 5-0 down after like 45 minutes? I think yeah. it was the same day as the League Cup final. Uh, was it liverpool Birmingham? My well, memory serves me right. So, yeah, I, all I can see is Mourinho getting one over Wenger again.
1: What do you reckon, Justin? Man uh, United are yeah. in beating in, ho- in 10 at home to Arsenal.
2: I mean, yeah, they, they're, they're the better side and they're playing at home and... and um, and again, I mean, it's it's this. There has been this attempted reconciliation um, from Mourinho towards Wenger. I think he, I think he realizes um, that he may have taken it a little too far, a time or two. Um, but his football has, generally speaking, been more than Wenger's sides could handle. They're just not really built. I mean, you have a team full of very small number tens who are creative and work well in tight spaces, um, but but aren't particularly good at winning the ball back or protecting a, their back four. It's just never been a very good recipe for Wenger when it comes to his matchups with Reno, whether it's been at Chelsea or United or elsewhere. So I'd be surprised if it went any differently this weekend. United or no... They're, they're not nearly as bad a side as, as has been a, the season-long narrative. Um, they're rightly derided for their tactics at times, but they're a they're pretty effective point-gathering side, and I expect they'll get all three. Scott, I mean, just by the odd goal.
1: You don't think it'll be, be quite close?
2: Odds on yeah, I think it'll be a reasonably winner. good game. Sanchez winner,
1: yeah. Sanchez yeah, odds, the winner, on, yeah. odds on this is the Sanchez winner, sorry, yeah. yeah. Well, Danny Welbeck has scored twice at Old Trafford for Arsenal. Is
0: that is how many times he scored for Man United there as
1: well? Yeah, quite <laughs> positive. <laughs> when they finally build a statue to Arsene Wenger outside the Emirates, do you reckon it's going to be with his arms open wide, stood on top of that dugout? Yeah. No, he's trying to zip that coat up. All, yeah, or zip the coat, yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, right, so let's concentrate on some action at the bottom of the league, because like I said, I don't think it's an open and shut case, although it might be just here. This is um, Newcastle versus West Brom and the Andy Hunt derby. West Brom will be relegated if they don't win. Um, Newcastle at home to West Brom have lost one out of fifteen and Raffer has won seven out of eight versus West Brom. Uh they're down, aren't they? Pretty much, yeah. yeah.
0: Um even though even though Big Dave, um Darramore, as his nickname was back in the day, um he's done well for West Brom, hasn't mm. he? That four points out of two games. I only caught the end of the, the game last week, but set pieces. It's Leopold's kryptonite. Um, has done I, I didn't
1: watch much of the day last week because of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Delete it. Yeah. But um, R- Raff has done an absolutely brilliant job for Newcastle with no money at all. Um, all I can see is a Newcastle home win, very comfortable home win as well.
2: Justin? Yeah, I agree, I agree. And I think this has been... Um, I think he's done one of the very best managerial managerial jobs in the league this season. It's been a tremendous rehabilitation tour for him amongst the kind of people who think if you've dropped out of top flight for a season you're you're done. Um I I think I think he's done so well that the problem for Newcastle now is, you know, will somebody else come snatch him, someone that will back him with the funds to fulfill his the ambitions I'm sure he still has. You don't see a lot of great second acts with, with managers as they get past the boy wonder stage of their careers, but he's got a chance now after some some relatively unsuccessful stints at some big clubs to... to uh, I, I would imagine he'll be a big target for somebody.
1: Who's seen the Rafa quote today? Maybe we will see if we can prepare something for him. Maybe he would like to come here. Who's he talking about? Ooh. We've already mentioned. Ben Arthur <laughs> again <laughs> Andres
2: not. Iniesta No Andres, oh, Andres Iniesta Really? Okay he, he doesn't want to go there but okay that's a good quote
1: I think he was taking the mickey
2: Yeah I know
1: He's famous for his sense of humour as Rafa isn't he?
2: If you say so <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> He
1: stayed at Newcastle long enough Yeah, good point. Uh, Right, what else have we got down towards the bottom? We have got uh, Southampton versus Bournemouth in the Andrew Sermon derby. Um, Southampton never lost at home to Bournemouth. uh, But Bournemouth have collected 18 points from losing positions this season. And Southampton are winless in eight Premier League games and nine at home as well. So uh, Hughes is on a big walking bonus to keep Southampton up. They're currently, uh, in the last relegation place, four points behind Swansea.
0: Oh God, that's, it's it's not looking good for Southampton. Um, is don't it they, two
1: two they, wins out of
0: twenty one or something like
1: that? Yeah, but they meet, don't they? These two teams, um, Swansea and um, uh, Swansea and Southampton.
0: South ha- Southampton. Is it right in it? I As we're on the right end of the season. It's, it's a stupid question. Is I gather it's <laughs> literally in the final couple of couple of weeks.
1: Tuesday the eighth of May, the penultimate game of the season.
0: Oh yeah, that that would probably be yeah the week before yeah. Um, Four, it's it's not looking good for them, is it? No, no, not at all. Espe- especially when you spent eighteen million on Guido Carrillo, who Julian Laurent say is not a very good striker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Um, it's uh, it, they're just one of these teams that just relentlessly losing. You kind of think that relegation might come as a relief for them, just so they can get that monkey off their back. What do you reckon, Justin? Is there any way for Southampton?
2: It, do- it doesn't look good. They do have a better goal difference than the sides that are immediately above them. And, and then the only potential for the miraculous escape, we, we get that a lot of seasons, don't we? We do get mm. someone, a side that looks dead and buried at this stage who, who manages to, to claw their way out. Mm. And the one thing the one thing that works in their favor in regarding that is that the... F- The four sides above them are are all quite close together in points. So it really only needs one of them between Palace, West Ham, Huddersfield, and Swansea. Um, It really only needs one of them to just crater and not win a match
1: um,
2: in the run-in, and Southampton to put together a run of results. It's... um, Quite frequently for teams like this, that there's only like the one side that that could possibly that could possibly climb above, and once that side wins a game, then it's over. But there's four, so it increases the odds that one of those will uh, maybe play themselves down into that bottom three. But it still relies on Southampton getting points, and it's just really hard to see that. And and watching them play, they've been on TV here um, as the secondary game. Um, a lot, and and just sort of used to Southampton over the years, you know, as a side that that, that do enough with fairly limited resources and losing their best players to Liverpool every season. Um, now that's just finally taken a toll. Um, I would expect they concede a half dozen fewer goals had Van Dyke not left when he did, and, and there's obviously they've they've had goals leave their team in previous years too. It just it just seems like it's finally come home to roost. They haven't had good enough players to replace those that have left and so it's it's hard to see them surviving okay Uh, well
1: look let's talk about Swansea then because they're playing Chelsea tomorrow in the ball boy Eden hazard derby Um, Um, uh, but their last two games of the season like I say the Southampton game is the penultimate game and their final game of the season is Stoke Um, they are where are they they are four points clear of um, Southampton like we said so Swansea in the Premier League versus Chelsea, they've won one, drawn four, lost eight. So you can't really see them getting many points here, can you? Well,
0: Chelsea are pretty much are they down tools under Conte. Conte looks like he's going to be off in the summer anyway.
1: Do you think they're down so, tools, but they're still playing, but upping them in the FA Cup, do you think?
0: Yeah, well, they've got one big game left in the FA Cup. and There's a potential of a trophy for this season and a gateway to European football. Um, it seems that like he wants Conte wants to criticise his players who want who want to speak out against him. He's he's done it with David Luis, Diego Costa and Antonio Rudiger this season who said something after was it the West Ham game? He yeah, said he something where he, he said they didn't play very well uh, it was down to the tactics or the manager or something and then Rudiger was mistakenly just not playing the next game. Um I can probably see Swansea nicking something. Um the Portuguese manager—I can't pronounce his surname—is Carvalho.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs>
0: he's, he's very well known on his quotes, uh, like something they did against Liverpool is like playing against Liverpool was like they their attack was like being stuck in five PM traffic or something like that. And <laughs> I, I can I can see them getting something. They're they're playing some decent football under him. Under the previous manager, who's now at Reading, it, it looked like some players weren't playing for him.
1: Yeah. But Justin, they're only 4 points behind Tottenham in the last Champions League place Chelsea. I are think mean, they still got stuff to play for in the league, haven't they?
2: Is it just 4 is it
1: on even games played? Oh, it's 5, sorry. Yeah, 5 with even games played. Sorry. 5 with even games
2: played, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right, you're right. It's 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 not settled. There are still still things to play for here. Um Where is this game? Because, sorry, I don't know. Is is, it, is that as uh, it's at Swansea. It's in Swansea, yeah in Swansea, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with Scott, that there's a potential for Swansea to get a result there. They they got absolutely drubbed. They took a drubbing at, at City, and you sometimes learn something from, from a result like that. You don't usually get beat 5-0 back-to-back games, so you do wonder, I mean, that if Chelsea are genuinely motivated and feel like they can reel Tottenham in, then, then but you just don't know. I mean, as, as Scott said, they just don't seem to perform um, to quite the level they have during in their cup run in these league games.
1: Okay, uh, Crystal Palace versus Leicester in the Jamie Scowcroft derby. Crystal Palace, oh, oh they are six points above the relegation zone. They're, they're safe, aren't they?
0: Pretty much. I think it's pretty much ten players and Wilf Saha, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I I caught a bit of
0: their game against Bournemouth when I was out in the States a couple of weeks ago, and they were pretty unlucky in that. they conceded a late goal. R- Roy's done a, a, a very good job after the... Oh, was it Frank DeBoer? Or was it Ronald? I always get confused, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the DeBoers literally cocked it up after four games. Yeah, they're pretty much safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, bear in mind they've just probably had a 28-game season because they, you know, they lost those first seven, so they've yeah. done okay. Um Jamie Vardy has got nine Premier League away goals this season. He's got four in six games in London. But um, there's some rumblings of discontent in that Leicester room, isn't there? Isn't there always? Yeah, I think you much. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. didn't they? Ranieri said that a couple of players didn't get along with him after they won the league because they wanted out. Literally, Mares wants to leave every other week. Yeah. So, yeah, there's always going to be discontent. But, if you've got a couple of big egos in that team, which you probably have.
1: But to be fair to Maris, he's he stays and he he tries, doesn't he? It's not like he sort of sits with his arms folded like Van Hooyden. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember Van Hooyden going <laughs> on a strop. Was it at Celtic and at Knott's Forest? Yeah, Maris is, uh, He looks, looks like the guy who just wants to... something best for him, so he's willing to knuckle down when things are not going his way. Um, he's had two... Two teams are after him, well, actually three. Was mm. it Roma for literally for the most of the summer? I think it was three failed bids. Barcelona, Manchester City. Just see
2: who comes for him in the summer. Yeah, I do feel for him a little bit. Yeah. He's so, he's so good when he's on his game. I mean, I think right now in the Premier League, we've got the two players that in in my adult lifetime have the greatest disparity between their not bothered performances <laughs> and their on song performance, and that's Hazard and and Mares because yeah. both of them can completely take over a match and and make millionaire professionals look foolish in their wake when they feel like it, and then go mystifyingly long periods of time not doing that. David uh, Ginola, hard to uh, Ginola, yeah, but I mean. You could put him in that conversation. I would say, as a high, as a as a high risk, fast running winger type, that that it's hard to be consistent uh, as that type of player. You just could give the, you take people on a lot, you lose the ball a lot, you know, you um, as that kind of player, but. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good example. There are there are lots, but right now those two, to me, I mean, there's no excuse for Hazard to go an entire season almost not scoring a goal as he did a couple of seasons ago. When at any given moment with the ball at his feet, he could just waltz through a few people and bend one into the bottom corner. Hmm. So, yeah, Franz Karl?
1: Janag Fjort Fjortoft in the Premier League.
0: Oh, yeah. Was it eight months without a goal? And he went scoring like eight in about 15, I think it was. He did. I loved, loved his celebration.
1: He nearly kicked you guys up, didn't
0: he? Yeah, but I think it was the conceding the 100 goals, which was a bit of the daffle. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. There was quite a few goals to concede, yeah. <laughs> And remember that it was a 42-game season.
1: My favourite part of your season was Mark Hughes picking a fight with the guy in the crowd. Yes, and then... Uh, John Moncur
0: got stamped <laughs> on by Eric Cantona. That was a good game. Yeah. 2-2, <laughs> was wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 2-2. I actually went to the last three games of that season and I've been going
1: ever since. Oh, superb. Um, right, Burnley versus... Have oh, we done Burnley versus Brighton, haven't we? No. Didn't we? Let's, let's do that then. Burnley <laughs> versus Brighton. Brighton are safe, aren't they? European contenders. European...
0: Burn... Brighton? Burnley, you said Burnley is safe.
1: Brighton are safe. Sorry. <laughs> begin with B. They both begin with B. That's a sort of They're both you know, safe. Yeah, both safe. Both, both safe. safe. Brilliant. Right. One,
0: on. one could play in Europe. One will be playing in the Premier League. Well, actually, both will be playing in the Premier League next
1: season. I'll make a prediction that the other one will be playing in Europe in the next three years. Yes. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. I should have said Fiverr in and give myself some breathing room. But. <laughs> uh, Liverpool versus Stoke in what will hopefully next season be the Zerdan Shaqiri derby. Not the Charlie Adam derby? <sighs> no, or the Glenn Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are we going to see many changes for this one before we play yes. you guys next week? I think we are, aren't we? Yes.
0: Are we going to see the same back four that you played against West Brom? Uh,
1: that was Nathaniel Klein, Ragnar Klavan... Uh, it Gomez,
0: Gomez Clavan, uh, VVD, uh, Hector Moreno. Not Hector Moreno. Moreno,
1: More-
0: yeah, Alberto Moreno. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, Hector Moreno. Is somebody else, isn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's at Raul Sociedad, who was at Roma <laughs> earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, yeah, I quite like, um, I quite like Joe Gomez. It's not a bad backup. Not no. a bad
0: backup for. You can even play centre half or. Right side, uh, right back. Sorry.
1: But then I thought Andre Wisdom was really good when he came through as well. So. Yeah, where's he now? West Brom. He was at Norwich, wasn't he? I was Norwich. And then in Derby for a while, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to see quite a few changes with this. Incidentally, I could see why Klopp bought off Mo Salah after, when you're winning five nil after seventy minutes. If he hadn't have him off and he got a hamstring injury, everyone would have said, "Well, why didn't you take him off? If he was winning five nil."
2: Yeah, it was a yeah, wise no, it, choice. It, yeah, it it. Um... It absolutely makes sense. It's just a little bit. It's on the players that that stayed on the pitch. It's on them for not letting for for letting the level drop. I would say certainly not Klopp. Yeah. Take them off.
1: Uh Paul Lambert has won three and drawn two at Anfield. With I remember this with Aston Villa that was horrendous. That always beat us. <laughs> Is it going to happen again? God no. Uh... Liverpool have scored. Have open scoring the second most number of times in the Premier League they've done it 24 times and Stoker conceded the most times in the Premier League at 21 so it would suggest the home win wouldn't it
0: yeah if Liverpool score early like they tend to do and literally decide to kill the game off in the first 30 minutes which they've always done this season or which pretty much clock teams tend to do it, it could be over at half time
1: let's hope um Manchester City versus West Ham in the Ian Bishop derby um West Ham have lost one in seven at home. Uh, the last game they lost was the Burnley one where all the fans were on the pitch, remember that? Yeah, that yes. Didn't look
0: good. Yeah, that was no.
1: a, that was their last home loss. So they Is that when someone
0: to... tried to start a fight with Mark Noble?
1: Yes, and that's when someone went all Graham students with the corner flag in the centre circle. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. But yeah, they haven't beaten their home since then. Um City got twenty nine wins, the Chelsea record is thirty. They're gonna get that, aren't they? Yeah,
0: are they going to break, break the points tally as well? Yeah,
1: they're on target too, aren't they? Where are they now? They are uh, four games left. They're on ninety points.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a hundred and two point season,
1: pretty much. One hundred and two points. Yeah. Let's have a look at their last few games then, shall we? Uh, Manchester City scores of fixtures. Right, let's have a little look at this. So they got this game away to. West Ham this is weird oh it's a quarter past two kickoff on Sunday uh, and then they're at home to Huddersfield which I think the last time these two teams met at Huddersfield finished 10-1 to Manchester City um, and then they're at home to Brighton and away to Southampton you'd suggest they could get 12 points out of that wouldn't you? Yeah yeah, I would have thought OK uh, and then final two games is Huddersfield versus Everton Big Sam says he wants to stay for next season we're all happy with that aren't we? It won't happen. <laughs> no, I don't think it'll happen either. No. not after that survey. <laughs> uh, Everton have drawn six out of eight versus Premier League uh, promoted teams this season.
2: I mean, that's that's a, a big part of their failings, right there. I mean, if if you have European football um, ambitions, you, you've got to be beaten beating the new newly promoted sides.
1: Uh, and then finally, Spurs versus Watford in the Stephen Everson Derby. Um, Spurs have lost. Uh, I've written twelve versus Watford. No, Spurs in their last twelve versus Watford have won three and uh, one one. Oh, let me start that one again. Spurs in their last twelve versus Watford have won nine and drawn three. Watford haven't beaten Spurs since the nineteen ninety four League Cup. Um, and Spurs have scored in their last twenty two Premier League games as well, which is the most since nineteen eighty seven. It's going to be Spurs win isn't it?
2: Yeah, I I'm not I'm that. not I'm not sure I trust Spurs right now. I I know I was the one saying the top 4 races is over, but the more I think about it and I think about just a few performances recently um I'm not sure I entirely trust them to hang on to that fourth. They should, they should do, <laughs> but I wouldn't put money on it. No. So Spurs, Spurs are going to Spursy. <laughs> Lad's it's Spurs. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> They've done so much over the last couple of years to try to leave that that um, that reputation behind, but then just in in recent weeks, you know, letting that, that that cup semifinal against United in what is actually their home ground at the moment get away from them was um, was not a great result, and don't know that I entirely trust them, but we'll see.
1: Watford have never won a Premier League match on a Sunday they've drawn two and lost six Watford seem to be, Scott, a bit like Yeovil whenever I watch Yeovil on the goal rush um, they lose but somehow they're sort of mid-table and it's the same with Watford I can't remember the last time Watford actually I mean it might well have been last week but I can't remember the last time Watford actually won a match or put together some consistent form I can find out for you, actually. Uh, Same with then. the Oval; they always lose whenever I see. Them, like I they say on the Gold Rush.
0: How many? How long do you watch the Gold Rush? Because I know you despise Colin Murray.
1: I do. I fast forward through him. I quite like Caroline Barker; she's really good. But I fast forward through, through that. I'm disappointed that Chris Wilimum stopped wearing his suit with a handkerchief in. <laughs>
0: uh, Watford's last win was against West Brom, and that was on the third of March.
1: This is a while ago, isn't it? Yeah, and a week quite
0: right a while ago. Yeah. And the week before they beat Everton. Yeah. So that was on the twenty fourth of February.
1: Yeah, so it's quite some time ago. So yeah, I'm gonna go for Spurs in that one. Okay. Right, guys, uh unless anyone's got any AOB, that brings us to the end of our podcast.
2: I do have AOB. Go on, then what you got? I have the name of the club that I was trying to think of, um but when we were chatting beforehand, the the, the fourth division side in Argentina with mm-hmm. Great High Ovens. The great high ovens. Great, oh, great wow. high ovens. It's the the, the, uh, the that's the translation. Um, it's altos hornos zapla. And why are they called that? They are sponsored by that. That that's the name of an oven company. Great high ovens. That sponsors them? Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's the name of the
1: club. Who is Swindon sponsored by? Uh,
0: we are glad get Oh, imagine cruising. Oh, that's a yes, a bit cd yeah. but you know you could be yeah. cool that couldn't you yeah it was 442 a couple of
1: years ago and then they went to imagine Cruising. yes it was 442 wasn't it yeah yeah that's right okay uh right brilliant thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and scott oh no worries thank you for asking me during the week as well no it's been absolutely great to have you on if people want to follow you on twitter how do they do that
0: it is uh at scott underscore monroe and that's scott spout with one t and monroe is m-u-n-r-o-e
1: and I recommend thoroughly you follow this guy because uh, he 's great with everything Italian football uh Justin, if they want to follow you, how do they do that
2: it 's uh, at keepers underscore union you and your underscores guys yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, right uh Matt Colin and James will be back next week to review the games that we 've been previewing here um, If you want to follow us on Twitter or instagram it 's at man on the post man on com is the website. You can subscribe via iTunes if you've got an up-to-date modern iPhone. Um, If you have anything less, you can subscribe through Acast or Podcast Republic. Um, You can rate reviews on iTunes, and I think you can follow us as well on uh, Acast or or Podcast Republic, and they fall automatically into your room box. You don't even have to do anything. Um, Guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you. Always remember to keep your man on the post.